for joining this week's podcast with the Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams. Gain victory over your fears and challenges of the future by enforcing God's word over every challenge in your life. In this sermon, the Archbishop shares how believers can engage and activate the word of God to confront every situation with spiritual accuracy. For your breakthrough and the upper hand against the enemy, join this year's 100 Days of Global Prayer as the Archbishop leads us into higher dimensions of prayer and intercession. Register now at ndwministries.org. Know today that this is God's word of empowerment for you. Be inspired as you listen. Confronting the fears of the future. Everybody is dealing with one fear of another where the future is concerned from health to finances to husband, wife, children, investment, loved ones, you name it. There are different types of and kinds of fear that everybody deals with where the future is concerned. The Bible said, teach us to number our days that we may apply our heart to wisdom. Say, I hear you. And so today, we want to look at what is the remedy, what is the solution, what is the antidote, what is the prescription and the medicine to cure these disease. The fear of the future is a disease. It's an affliction. It's an infirmity that is killing so many. People live with it and they don't have the answers to it. But in Psalm 119 and verse 89, the Bible said, thy word forever, thy word, O Lord, is settled in heaven. This word of God we talk about, this Bible we preach, this Bible we read is not some kind of a newspaper or somebody's book. The Bible said that holy men spoke as they were inspired by the Spirit. This is God's eternal word. And God said, my word that I have spoken, that I've come out of my mouth, is settled in heaven. That word settled means it is irrevocable and it is not negotiable. It is what it is. Hallelujah. Put your hands Aren't you excited that the word of the Lord concerning us is settled in heaven forever? Say forever. Men make promise and sometimes they can't keep it. But the God you and I serve, well, he will make good every promise of his. For the Bible said that God is not a man that is will lie. Has he said it? And will he not do it? The Bible said the Lord has spoken and it shall come to pass. He has purposed a thing and it shall stand. He has stretched forth his hand and no one can turn it back. Come on, say yes, somebody. So forever, the word of the Lord concerning you and I is settled. This thing is settled in our favor. It's a settled matter. It's not negotiable. Are you hearing me, somebody? That's it. It is what it is. But every now and then, the adversary has a way of bringing up your past, whispering, convincing you that your future is done, that something is wrong about your future, that it's not going to be well with you. And if you try to deal with him, and respond to him with your senses, you lose the battle. You got to deal with him the way Jesus dealt with him. When he came to Jesus, he said, if thou be the son of God, command these stones to be made bread. As intelligent as Jesus was, he didn't respond with human intelligence or academic capabilities. He referred the enemy to scripture. He said, it is written, Man shall not leave by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. The enemy took him to a high mountain, showed him the riches and the kingdoms of this world. Luke 4, 7, 5, Luke 5, 7, and 6, and said, all of 
these that you see, glory, kingdom, riches, was delivered unto me to whomsoever I will, I give it. And Jesus said, you are a liar. You have nothing to offer me. He referred him to scripture again. That thou shalt serve the Lord thy God and him alone shalt thou worship. Took him to the top of the temple. Said if thou be the son of God cast thyself down. Jesus said you quoting out of context. You are out of order. Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God as you tempted him in Massa. So he made reference to scripture. If you are going to win the battle of life. If you are going to win this battle between you and the enemy, you have to make reference to scripture. There's no other way to win this battle with the enemy outside of scripture. And the Bible said that he lived him for a season. He lived him for a season. He didn't leave him forever. He left him for a season. He came back again. Somebody asked me the other day, Papa, how long will this warfare endure? And I said, till the day you die. And he said, wow. And I said, take it this way. Are you going to eat till the day you die? He said, yes, I must eat. If you must eat till the day you die, please understand that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. If you have to live until the day you die, you never get tired of eating, then you must never get tired of feeding on the word of God. You must never get tired of speaking the word. You must never get tired of referring your fears, your doubt, and the voice of the enemy to scripture. Come on, somebody. Give me some high-level praise. Hallelujah. The thing is, when he came to Jesus, Jesus referred him to scripture. For you and I, anytime the enemy knocks at our door or comes to us, instead of us to refer him to what the word of God has to say, which is final authority, we try to use our human senses. You can't do it. He'll defeat you. He's better than you. The Bible calls him the old serpent. He's older than you. So you can't deal with the enemy with your human senses. He'll defeat you. You can't fight him by trying to use intellect or logic or philosophy. It won't work. The only thing he fears is the word of God. For in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And all things was made by the word and there was nothing made that was made without the word. So hear me, it doesn't matter what you're dealing with, the only thing that withstands the enemy and overrides all things is the word because all things was created by the word and all things consist or exist by the word. So you can survive in dealing with the adversary when it comes to your future without the word. It won't work. So the Bible said you err because you know not the scriptures. You err because you don't know the scriptures or the power of God. So the key in dealing with every situation of life is knowing the scriptures, is knowing the word. And God has a remedy. He has an antidote. He has a solution for every situation in life. And when it comes to the fear of the future, there is a word. Come with me to Jeremiah 29 and 11. Jeremiah 29 and 11. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, see in the Lord, thoughts of peace and not evil, to give you an expected end. So this is God speaking. He said, I have a plan. I have a plan. My plans for you are good and not of evil. Whatever that evil is, it has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do with my plan for you. This is the adversary. That evil there means someone else has a plan an agenda and is contrary to my plan my plan my thoughts are good and not of evil it stands to reason logically there's an evil thought there's an evil plan someone has a plan and someone has imagined evil someone has a thought about you and i 
and our family and it's not good, it's evil. But God says, if you want to know what the future holds for you, from where I sit and from my perspective as the Almighty, my plan and my thought towards you are good and not of evil to give you an expected end. So if you want to know how you end, if you want to know the outcome of your life and your circumstances and your family from God's perspective, he said, it's good. It's good. Your future is good. Your future is bright. It doesn't matter where you come from, what has gone wrong, what you've done. God said, my plan for your future is good. The issue here is my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. A lot of us don't know that God's plan for our life is good and not of evil. And even when we get to know, we lack the understanding that it's not enough to know, but you got to enforce what you know and you have to superimpose it over the evil. Say superimpose. Say superimpose and enforce the good over the evil. Say in the name of Jesus, any evil thoughts and any evil plan and any thoughts, any imagination and any plan that is contrary to God's plan, to God's thought for my life, for my future and that of my family, this house, my nation, my health, my finances, my investment, say in the name of the Lord Jesus, let it be annulled as I put my hands together. Annulled. 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 Let it be annulled. In the name of Jesus, let it be annulled. Say yes. So, it's very clear here that God is a good God and has a good plan and his plan towards us is good and not of evil. And God expected them for you and I is good. The Bible says, mark and watch the upright man. For the end of such a man is peace. Not disaster, but peace. Lift up your right and say, I will not die prematurely. Say my end is peace. Say my end will be peace. Say my end will be according to God's expectation for my life and nothing, nothing in the name of Jesus beside that. Say nothing less than that. Say anything contrary to God's expectation concerning my end and my life is hereby annulled. As I put my hands together, it's annulled. 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 In the name of Jesus, annulled. Is hereby, in the name of Jesus, annulled. Annulled. Negated. Disengaged. 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 And annulled. In the name of Jesus, say yes. You see, if you look, the, the perfect man, Behold the upright man, for the end of that man is what? This is a disaster. This is a tragedy, evil, bad, but what? That is God's plan for your life. And say, I enforce it. Say, I enforce God's expectation for my end. I told them at the second service, I said, God has planned good for you and I, and has not planned any evil for us, and have shown us the way believers must go and believers must die. And when the time comes, we will not be sick. We will not go by the way of being sick. We will not go by accident or by any manipulation of the enemy. We will go according to God's expected end for our lives. We will go by the way of peace and we will teach. You know, I was told about a Christian father who called his children and grandchildren and said, gather by my bed. And when they gathered, he said, let me show you how a Christian dies. 
And having talked and blessed them all, he departed. That is the way to go. And that is the way I will go. Are you hearing me, somebody? Say yes. Say when my mandate. Talk to me. Say when my assignment. And my purpose is done to the letter. And the dust settles. And water finds its level. And the curtains are brought down. And my assignment is finished. Then I will gather my children, my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren, my loved ones around my bed. And I will show them how a believer must die. And I will bless them and prophesy. And I'll put my knees to my chest. And I will step out of time under the auspices of the angels to eternity in the name of Jesus. Come on, put your hands together. Give him praise. Are you praising him? Say yes. Any plan that is contrary to that is hereby abolished. Say abolish. Come on, give me some high energy. Say abolish. In the name of Jesus Christ, God's plan for you and I are good and not of evil. That's it. That's it. Any confession, any statement, any curse words, any divination, any incantation, any sorcerer or diviner's words, and any enchantments that have been spoken by the elements of the heavens or the earth, by the sun or by the moon, by bad weather patterns, in the name of Jesus, it shall not stand, neither shall it come to pass. It shall not stand, neither shall it come to pass. Put your hands and say, it shall not stand, neither shall it come to pass. In the name of Jesus, it shall not stand, neither shall it come to pass. In the name of Jesus, say yes. Say yes. Say yes. Sit down for two minutes. I went to do a test. And when the test was over, I was told that I had a stomach ulcer. And the doctor said, you have to be on medication the rest of your life. And I said, no, I don't accept it. This is a gift that I reject. It's a gift from the devil. I reject it. He's trying to sell something and I ain't buying it. Tell somebody I ain't buying it. I ain't buying it. And they said, well, you got to come back again after six months and we'll do another test to see where you are with it. But you got to be on this medication. You can't fast. You can't do this. And I said, I have to fast. Fasting is critical for what I do. In the name of Jesus, let these sanctions on my fasting life be lifted. Let this embargo and limitation break in the name of Jesus. So I came back to Ghana, laid hands on my stomach for six months, and I said in the name of Jesus, you stomach also be a curse. Wither from your roots. You have no hold nor power whatsoever. You can't coexist with the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, come out. Somebody say out, 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 out. Some of you, you know what your problem is? Some of you, you are so nice. You are so nice and you are so together when it comes to the enemy. I, I, I don't play. And I don't care what you think about me. Are you hearing me? Oh, yeah. I can be everywhere and I'll say it. Whether in the bathroom, the plane, or uh, the hotel, I just speak it out. And after six months, I went again. They did another test and came out with a report. They showed me six months before, six months after. And they said, according to the after report, there is a scar in your stomach that proves that you had stomach ulcer and the scar is healed. You are healed. So the scar is there. And I did not take any medication. I didn't take any medication. I just refused to buy it. Tell somebody, don't buy it, don't buy it. 
So you don't accept any gift from the devil. Amen. Whenever I'm doing my blood tests and my yearly examinations and all that, from the MRI machines to whatever they call it, blood works, everything, I put everything under the blood of Jesus. Everything. I bring it under the blood. And I say, I rebuke any evil eye. And I rebuke any hand with a negative energy that will touch my blood. Any evil eye that will look into my result to determine any negative report or result, I block and intercept. I annul in the name of Jesus. Be annulled. Come on, talk to me. Say, be annulled in the name of Jesus. I don't leave things to chances because I know how the enemy works. You know, a guy went to the hospital. All he had was malaria. He went to the hospital. They were doing their investigation to help him out. Then they came up and said that uh, we have a bad report for you. This is my week of good reports. Say good report, good report. Say good news, good news. Say I command good news. Say I secure the manifestation of good news. Proverbs 25, 25, good news. Say this is my week of good news, my month of good news. Nothing is going to change it. I enforce it in the name of Jesus. Say yes. The doctor came and said, we have a bad news for you. According to your blood report, you are HIV positive. The guy collapsed. Started, he started losing appetite to eat and to live. He was literally dying. After some few days, the doctor came back and said, I'm sorry, we have a good report for you. The report we gave you was not yours. It was for somebody else. Somebody say spiritual swapping. Say I rebuke any demonic swapping. Say I command divine escape, divine exchange. Declare divine exchange, divine escape, exchange in the name of Jesus. Divine exchange, escape in the name of Jesus. Say yes, say yes, say yes. So the doctor said, you are not HIV positive. It's not your result. It's for somebody else. The guy got up. He didn't take his watch. He didn't take his wedding ring. He didn't take his shoe. He just wore the hospital garment and ran. Tell somebody, run. He ran and left everything before the doctor comes with another report. Are you hearing me, somebody? The Bible says in Romans 10, 17, now therefore faith comes by hearing and hearing. Say by hearing and hearing. It's not one hearing. It's continuous hearing. Continuous hearing of the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing by the word of God. Turn to somebody and say, what are you hearing? What are you hearing? That's your problem. You are hearing from the enemy. You are, a lot of you, you hear from the enemy. You refuse to hear what the word of God has to say. You keep hearing from the enemy. And that's why you are afraid. You are hearing from the news. You hear what's going on all over the world. And you don't hear what the word is saying. We need to hear what the word of God is saying and enforce the word over what the enemy is saying. We need to superimpose the word over what the enemy is saying. Say, I hear you. The fear of the future. Everyone here under the sound of my voice is dealing with some kind of a fear. Saw to a young lady the other day in London and she, she, she had a fear of her weight coming back again. <clears throat> that she was overweight, she's lost the weight, and now she can't fit into her dress. She can't fit into things anymore, and she's afraid, afraid of the weight coming back again, and that is torturing her, harassing her, can't sleep, leading to insomnia, can't eat this, can't eat that, watching this, very worried, full of anxiety, fear, is a torture, fear has torment, Today, in the name of Jesus, we confront the fear of the future. We confront any fear in you. 
that is opening you up for the enemy. We rebuke that fear. We annul that fear. We arrest that fear. We come against that fear as we put our hands together. In the name of Jesus, we bind that fear. We annul that fear. We rebuke that fear. We bind that fear. In the name of Jesus, we come against every weapon and every force of fear. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of a sound mind, love and of power. Therefore, any fear, in the name of Jesus, release program in the womb of time concerning our future. Let it be accursed, annulled, intercepted, bound in the name of Jesus. Say yes. I want every father and mother to stand. Every father and mother to stand. Every parent stand. Lift up your right hand. Say in the name of Jesus. I declare before heaven and earth that I will not die prematurely. That my children will not be fatherless. That my wife will not be a widow. And that there will be no loss of any life that concerns me. Say I will not bury any of my children nor my grandchildren by any means whatsoever in the name of Jesus say in the name of Jesus at the peak of my life I will not be disadvantaged I will not be a victim or a casualty of any claim any demand any curse of my background my father's house or my mother's house I will not be a casualty. I will not be disadvantaged. I will not be sabotaged. I will not self-sabotage. I will not self-destruct. In the name of Jesus, right now, I declare it and force it in the name of Jesus. And force it. And force it in the name of Jesus. And force it in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Sit down for two minutes. Thank you. Give me Isaiah 46 and the 10 verse. Isaiah 46 and verse 10. Declaring the end from the beginning. Uh -huh. And from ancient times the things that are not yet done. Saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. This is God. He said, this is how I do it. From the ancient of days. Let me show you how I do it. God said... I declare the beginning of everything. I start with the end. I declare the end, then I begin it. It's like when you want to build a house, you must first of all have a plan. And you got to design the building, the plumbing, the technical, everything is designed. Then you take it to lands department or town planning. Then they give you, they stamp and give you approval before you begin the house. I've done projects, and sometimes I go to the project site, and I know exactly what is going on. And if you are passing by, and you don't have the master or the brute planes, you will not know what they are doing. But because I have the master plan, I know exactly what's going on and how it's going to look like. God knows the end result of all of our lives, and he has planned the end result, and it is stamped with the blood of Jesus that we will end up well. Anything contrary to God's end resolve for our lives is abolished in the name of Jesus. Say abolish, 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 abolish in the name of Jesus. Put your hands together and say abolish, abolish. Anything contrary to God's expectation for our lives is abolished in the name of Jesus. Say yes. Say yes. The enemy is whispering. He's speaking very loud. He's saying things. Imaginations, thoughts, projections. And telling you exactly what he expects and desire of us. He has plans. And it is his right to plan. It is his right to scheme. But the Bible said no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. And any tongue that rises in judgment we condemn. Say in the name of Jesus. Say I counter the weapons of the enemy. Say I counter any weapon 
of the enemy to kill and steal and to destroy and say I silence every tongue I silence every tongue in the name of Jesus that I've risen in judgment I silence that tongue in the name of Jesus say yes so God said I know the plans and the thoughts from where I sit your life is already planned and the outcome of it is already determined and the Bible says, forever, O Lord, that word is settled. It means this thing is a done deal. And all you and I have to do is to know that God's plan for our life is for good and not for evil. And therefore, any thought that crosses your mind, any imagination, any dream, any picture that the enemy paints in your subconsciousness or in your mind to tell you that is what is going to happen you don't have to accept don't buy it say i reject it say i have bought it i acknowledge in the name of jesus if you don't do something about it and you leave it it will torment you it will haunt you and don't allow the past to determine where you are going don't let it happen God said, my plans will stand. Come to Proverbs 19.21. Proverbs 19.21. There are many devices in the man's heart. Uh -huh. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord, that shall stand. You see, the devices here is the plans, the conspiracy, and the methodology of the adversary. The things he has imagined for you and I is evil. But God said, against all odds, and God said, irrespective of what they have devised, whether they have spoken it, whether it's in their heart or written, God said, my counsel will stand. And how, how when he said my counsel will stand means you have to enforce it, say enforce it. Somebody say enforce it. Say superimpose it. Yeah. Look at 2 Corinthians 2, 11. 2 Corinthians 2, 11. Devices. There are devices out there. They are devising things. They are imagining things. They are wishing things. They are projecting things. They are claiming, demanding things. But it's our stand. We are not ignorant of his devices. Are you hearing me, somebody? Less he gains advantage. So there are devices out there. But you have to those devices by the counsel of the Lord. Say, by the counsel of the Lord, I counter every device of the adversary right now in the name of Jesus. As I put my hands together, I counter every device of the adversary in the name of Jesus. We counter it. We counter it. We counter it. The name of Jesus. Amen. Come with me to Isaiah 43, verse 19. Isaiah. Behold, behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? God said, I want the sound people to work with me. He said, he said, behold. Behold me, pay attention. I have a special announcement. Breaking news on CNN. Breaking news. God said, I have a special announcement for you. He said, behold, pay attention. I will do a new thing. Not an old thing, a new thing. I'll do something new, wonderful, beautiful. Go ahead. Uh-huh. I will even make a way in the wilderness. Tell, tell somebody, your God is a way maker. He's a way maker. He's a way maker. You must never get to a place in your life where you believe you are done. Don't accept it. God is a way maker. When the children of Israel got to the Red Sea, Moses was ahead of them, and behind them was Pharaoh's army. Hundreds of thousands of horses, footmen, chariots, we're coming after them. And Moses 
cried out to God and said, God, we need, a, we, need, we need a help. And God said, Moses, what's your problem? And he said, why are you saying what's my problem? Can't you see what's going on here? They are coming after us. Before us is the Red Sea. And the Lord said, tell the children of Israel, go forward. Turn to somebody and say, go forward where? Where? Go forward where? Into the Red Sea and drown? Yeah. He said, go forward. Go where? Forward. Into what? Into the Red Sea. Means confront your fears. Confront your fears. Confront your fears. Confront your fears. Say in the name of Jesus. Today, I confront the fear of the future. Right now, in the name of Jesus, as I put my hands together, I confront the fear of the future. I bind the fear of the future. I override the fear of the future. Overturn the fear of the future. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And God said, Moses, I'm about to blow your mind. Tell them to go forward. And as they march forward, he said, take the rod in your hands. Stretch the rod over the Red Sea. And the Red Sea parted on both sides. And there was a dry land. Hear me. God is a way maker. Your God is a way maker. He makes a way where there is no way. So that you will fear him. So that you yourself will know that you serve a living God. Say, I hear you. Say yes. I don't care how stuck you, 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 you are stuck and how long you've been stuck and where you find yourself in right now. I declare this week and this month of September, God is making a way for somebody. I declare a way out, a way out. Somebody put your hand say, a way out, a way out. 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 Permanent solution. Permanent breakthroughs. Permanent victory. A way out. In Jesus' name. Say yes. Say yes. Come with me. Come with me quickly. Come with me to Isaiah chapter 43 and verse 2. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. Mm -hmm. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. Hear me. Tell somebody you are not alone. Tell somebody this thing is not going to kill you. Say, this challenge is not unto death, but to the glory of God. Because it is written, all things work together for good. Tell somebody, this challenge, this challenge is working for your good. It's working for your good. It's going to end in a testimony. Get up from your seat. Tell two people it will end in a testimony. Two people. This situation in your life, this ongoing battle will end in a testimony. Come on, tell two people. It will end in a testimony. Don't be afraid of them. Tell them. Confess, it will end in a testimony. All things works what? Together. 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 Tell somebody, it's working for my good. It's working for my good. It's working for my good. Now hear me. The Bible said, see now. The Bible said, eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. Neither has entered the hearts of men what God has in store for those who love. Do you know what it means? When he says eyes have not seen, it means that God is about to do something in you, with you, through you that has never happened in your family before. Something wonderful that has never happened in your village, in your country, in your nation before. Hear me. 
I'm the first bishop and the first archbishop of my family. Mother's side and father's side. The first. Say yes. I'm the first charismatic bishop and the first charismatic and Pentecostal bishop and archbishop in Ghana. So when God said, I will do a new thing, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has entered the hearts of men, it means that what God is about to do has never happened before. You will be the first, you will be the first. Tell somebody, you are about to make history, you are about to make history. Yeah, tell two people, you are about to make history. Yeah. Are you hearing me? You are living here today with a new name. You see, when Jacob wrestled with the angel, his name was Jacob. At the end of the wrestling, he had a new name. His name changed from Jacob to Israel. But before he wrestled with the angel, he did not know that there was another name. And a better name. God has a name for somebody. It's a new name. It's a good name. You are going to be called Wonder Wonder. Come on, somebody. I'm not feeling you. Give me high energy. Wonder. You know why they're going to call you Wonder? Because what they've done against you. They have schemed. They have devised a device. An evil device. Cartels within and without. Cartels in your father's house. Witchcraft cartels in the church. Witchcraft cartels in your mother's house. They've schemed, they've planned. But it has backfired. Somebody say backfire, 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 backfire. It has backfired. Backfired. In the name of Jesus, backfire. Say yes. Say yes. Say yes. It has backfired. So they will see you, and when they see you, they will they will stand in awe. They will stand in awe. Some of them they will call you a ghost, a ghost, a ghost. Caesar. Samai. Because according to their plans, you are not supposed to be here, but you are still here. Come on, somebody. Say the plan for me not to be here, but I'm still here. And I will still be here. When they are all long gone, I will still be here. If you believe it, put your hands down. Give me high energy praise. The prophet said, my father was not a prophet. Neither was I born a prophet. But the Lord made me a prophet. Are you hearing me, somebody? My father was a nobody. Neither was I born somebody. But God has made me a somebody. Are you hearing me, somebody? God is about to make somebody a somebody. And when God makes you, no man cannot make you. I said, when God makes you, no man cannot make you. If you believe me, say yes. Come on, give me high energy praise. Hallelujah. Sit down for two minutes. Sit down for two minutes. Hallelujah. Come with me to Philippians 3, 13 to 14. Brethren. Yeah. I count on myself to have apprehended. Yes, sir. But this one thing I do. This one thing I do. Forgetting those things which are behind. Hear me. Tell somebody, stop paying attention to your past. Tell them, tell them, stop. Stop it. You know why? Because anything you pay attention to, you give it power over you. Whatever you keep paying attention to has power over you. I'm telling you. 
The reason why I don't bear grudges and I refuse to be hurt and I refuse to be offended is because when you get hurt, when you get offended, you pay attention to the pain and to whoever hurt you. And as long as you keep paying attention to those who hurt and offended you, you are giving them power. I deny anybody your power. I deny you of power. Did you hear what I said? Anyone that has power over me and over my children and over my house, over my ministry and my future, let them be stripped of that power. Let them be denied of that power. Put your hands down. Deny them of that power right now. Deny them of that power. I take away your power. I take away your power. In the name of Jesus, I take away your power. Now, hear me. Hear me. Listen to me. What you keep talking about, you keep alive. What you stop talking about dies a natural death. So if you want something to die, stop talking about it. If you want to keep it alive, keep talking about it. And hear me, some of you, you are giving some people too much energy. You are giving the enemy too much power. Let's begin to talk about the scriptures. This one thing I do, this one thing I do, Forgetting, 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 forgetting the things that are behind, behind. Behold, I do a new thing. Behold, I do a new thing. Don't dwell on the past. We know you messed up. You made some mistakes. We all have messed up. We all have made some mistakes. But don't dwell on the past. Because you see, your future is not in your past. So why are you talking about the past when your future is ahead of you? Number two. Your past does not determine your future. And I tell you why your past does not determine your future. God does not consult your past to determine your future. Because your future was determined before your life began. Are you hearing me? The plan was already in place. Before I became a clot of blood in my mother's womb, before I was born, my life and the outcome was already determined long before I came into this world. And what was planned and determined is good and not of evil. Therefore, in the name of Jesus, I reject your thoughts. I reject your imaginations. I reject your dreams. I reject your vision. Hear me. I don't care what dream you had last night about me. I don't care what dream you had last week. And I don't care how good your dreams are. Some people ask for me when I dream, it comes to pass. Ask for me my dream. Your dream is to you. Are you hearing me? I don't care about how powerful your dreams are, minus me. In the name of Jesus, your dream can be anything. It is not greater than God's plan for my life. Your dream is not above the word of God. So you can dream your dreams. I enforce the scriptures over your dreams. I enforce the word of God over your dreams. Say yes. Say yes. Say yes. Give me high energy praise in the house. Give me Isaiah chapter 5. No, chapter 8. Verse 9 and verse 10. Let me see what is there. Isaiah 8. Yeah, that's it. Associate yourselves, all ye people, uh -huh. and you shall be broken in pieces. Yes, sir. And give ear, all ye far countries. Uh -huh. Gird yourselves. Yes, sir. And you shall be broken in pieces. Uh -huh. Gird yourselves, and you shall be broken in pieces. Uh -huh. Go ahead, verse 10. Take counsel together, uh -huh. and it shall come to naught. It will come to naught. Speak the word, and it shall not stand, for God is with us. Hear me. Whatever they have spoken about us, whatever they've said about our house, our children, our health, our marriage, our future, our finances, our investment, our sons and our daughters, in the name of Jesus, we declare it shall not stand. It shall not stand. It shall not stand. Neither shall it come to pass. Declare it in the name of Jesus. It shall not stand. It shall not stand. 
the name of Jesus. Now hear me. Sit down for two minutes. Sit down for two minutes. Let me tell you something. Hear me. It is spiritual pride and arrogance for you to ignore the voice of the enemy. Hear me carefully. It is spiritual pride and arrogance for you to ignore the voice of the enemy when even Jesus, God in the flesh, did not ignore the voice of the enemy. Number two is spiritual ignorance and pride also. Not to point the voice of the enemy to scripture, but try to use human reason, philosophy, and logic to explain away or to ignore the voice of the enemy is very dangerous. Jesus did not ignore the voice of the enemy. He didn't. He referred the enemy's voice to what scripture has to say. If you look at Matthew 4, throughout, and all the answers he gave the enemy, all those three scriptures, he quoted it from Deuteronomy chapter 8. All of them are in Deuteronomy chapter 8. He referred the enemy to what scripture has to say. That's why you must study the scriptures. That's why you must know the scriptures. When you buy a car, you buy a watch, you buy a phone, they all have manuals that guide you on how to handle it and how to make it work. If you violate the rules of those manuals, you can destroy a good thing you have. When it comes to life, there is a manual that governs life. And that is the scriptures. Hear me, the Bible is not a storybook. The Bible says, holy men spoke as they were inspired or moved by the Holy Ghost. So hear me, put aside your arrogance and be very careful. Be very, very careful. Because if you are not careful, the devil is not the respecter of logic or philosophy or education or sophistication or background or wealth or money or deep pocket. What he fears is the man and the woman that knows the scriptures and can come at him and say, it is written, it is written, it is written, it is written. Somebody say, it is written, it is written. That is the only thing he fears, making reference to what is written. Is the only thing he respects. He's not, he didn't even respect Jesus. He went to tempt Jesus himself. When the children of God gathered, Satan was among them. This devil we are dealing with, he don't care who you are. The only thing he fears is the man and the woman that knows the scriptures. Madula Mahasan. Lift up your hand, pray in the spirit for one minute. Malika Tunda Kasaya. Say to Kalahasa. Sukandi Basaya. Melea Kutumanda Kasa. Kadimba Luba Lahasan. Melei Katum Kasan. Kefalu Sadahasama. Mekitula Kasan. Melakutundi Lisa. Hear me. I will not keep silent. I will not be silenced in the land of the living. Say, my voice will not be silenced. Say, the voice of my children will not be silenced. Say, the voice of my grandchildren will not be silent. Say, I will not be silenced. I will not be silent. I will always worship you. Come on, lift it, lift it.
Hallelujah. Give me Job 8-7. Job 8-7. Let me bring down the curtain. Job 8-7. Though thy beginnings were small, uh -huh. yet thy latter end should greatly increase. Hear me. Some of you, you think you've done something. You think you've, you, you've done well for yourself, and it is good. But hear me. If you have glimpses of what the future holds, it will blow your mind. I'm telling you. You think you've been somewhere? You think you've made it? You have no idea. Some of you, you have just succeeded at 30% of your capacity or potential. And there are people who go to their grave. And whilst they were on earth, they operated only 20 to 30% of their capabilities because they limited themselves by believing the lie of the enemy that this is it for you. Hear me. I don't believe I'm done yet. I'm just beginning. Are you hearing me? Oh, yes, yes, yes. I'm just beginning. Hear me. If you think I'm done, you are joking. Because I'm wiser today than I was yesterday. I am better today than I was yesterday. Say yes. Don't even go there with me. Are you hearing me? And all those your bad dreams you've been having, it's not me, it's somebody else. Are you hearing me? That is not me you are seeing. It's you or somebody else, not me. Say yes. I know what God has planned for me. And there are plans of good and not of evil. Anything contrary to God's plan is abolished. Somebody say abolish. Oh, give me high energy. Somebody say abolish. Say abolish. Say yes. Give me Genesis 50 20. Genesis 50 20. They plan evil. Uh huh. But as for you, uh huh. You thought evil against me, uh -huh. but God meant it unto good, to bring to pass as it is this day, to save much people alive. Let me tell you something. Between now and 31st December and beyond, anything that is contrary to God's plan for your life, let it be overturned. Anything that will bring pain or grief to your family, your household, to this house, and our nation, let it be overturned. Put your hands and say overturned, overturned, overturned. 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 In the name of Jesus. We know you are blessed by that word of God. And look forward to you joining the messages of the Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams again. For more information on our events, books, and messages, please visit NDW Ministries online at www.ndwministries.org or call our offices on plus one eight seven seven three six one five one. One, one. Once again, thank you for joining the Archbishop today and may you continue to experience the life-transforming power of God's blessings.